It is January 1st, 2021. Of course, I'm Mitch, and I'm joined by Rod Zawacki, Brian Bittler, and Chris Ruffalo here for our New Year's Day show. And uh, we're here live every day, so it's not really any different. It's not like a special edition or anything, but it is uh, it is New Year's Day. We've got the two college football playoff games. We're going to dedicate a good portion of our show to that, as well as the other two college football games. And then we will do NBA and college basketball, but we might have to do NBA the way we've been doing college basketball. We'll have to see uh, what the time parameters are. I don't want to uh, run the show too long. I'll be on at halftime of both of the playoff games. Hopefully, it's not like these Packer games, but I got a feeling they are both going to be like that. Anyways, let me bring in the guys, and uh, we will talk more about it. Brian, what do you got going on today to start the new year? Well, winning day yesterday, so I ended 2020 on a good note. Going to follow it up with my college football bowl game of the year and my bowl game three-pack. Get all three plays for 50 bucks. I got a golden ticket in there as well, so pick it up. Three plays for 50 bucks. Golden ticket. You heard it here. Chris, how about you? I'm swept the board with the college football yesterday. Hopefully, we carry that over to the hardwood. I'm going to have my uh, college football, or sorry, college basketball three pack today. Loving those plays on the hardwood, as well as my 2020 bowl season circle game. One of the, the games I was keyed in on. Started bowl season, they announced the matchups, and I, I love that play as well. So I got both those over twenty nine ninety five over at uh, Pick Dogs Premium and SportsChatPlace.com Premium. What'd you think of the Mississippi State Tulsa um, extracurriculars? Oof! Some of the kicks that were thrown on the sidelines and the, and the stomps; those were uh, the the kicks were to the face mask. Yeah, it wasn't like the, it wasn't like the guy didn't have a helmet on or anything. Yeah, that's true. No, but I think we could get. Uh, I would say the reputation right. of the universities was bruised more than the players. Yeah. I was going to say, I think a couple of those kicks, we could get our, our new uh, MMA guys to to kind of dissect and go through some form on those kicks. But, uh, yeah, definitely you're right. Not a, not a good look for either of the programs heading into the next season. How about you, Rod? What do you got today? Uh, for me, it's uh, Steak Friday. Nothing like kicking off the new year with uh, Steak Friday. I've got... Uh, Three plays on the bowl games. Uh, I got one college basketball, one NBA play. Uh, five plays, five plays to kick off uh, the new year. We're gonna have a massive winner this uh, Steak Friday. I feel it. I'm, I'm loving today's uh, five plays. Nothing says New Year's Day like a big slab of meat. Um, you yep. Speaking of big slab of meat, New Year's Day used to be the day. You know, there used to be six college football bowl games. It used to be even more than that. And it would be like the big game after the big game after the big game. And then after New Year's Day, it was all over, you know. And I still think that I like the idea of the championship game the week later or 10 days later, however they do it. But I do believe that the, that the bowl season should be playoffs, you know, of some kind and not how it, how it is. I think, you know, having a 3-7 and seven Mississippi State game, you know, they, they kicked us in the teeth. And now look what they get for it. That's what you get for having a 3-7 and seven team in a bowl game. That's exactly what you get, you know. And, you know, obviously they're twice the size of Tulsa and they just pushed them around all game. And it, the, the game was not as close as the score. I mean, they just physically pounded them. And that's what you see when the big teams play against the other teams. And we'll probably see some of that today too. Anyways, we'll go to the game between Georgia and Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I, I, in my video, this is what I said, and um, I'm sticking to it. There's no way in hell these referees let 
Cincinnati anywhere near this game. They just I don't have a premium pick on it, but I will tell you, there is no way in hell that the SEC and the Big Ten and the uh, and any of those conferences let many of the Big Five power conferences let an AAC team anywhere near their beloved Georgia Bulldogs, especially in Atlanta. Brian, um, you know this is just one of those spots where it's like, as a college football fan, this is where the game has gone. It ever this happened when bowl tie-ins happened, and that was in the '80s, in the late '80s. Um, College football changed. It used to be bowls could select any teams they wanted, and that was the way that it was. And there was the big New Year's Day bowls. The Fiesta, the Fiesta became, was later one, but it was the Cotton, who, who was an SEC against the Big 12. There was the Sugar, which was SEC versus at-large. The Orange, Big 8 versus at-large. And uh, the Rose, Pac-12 and Big 10. Right? And those were the big college football bowl games. Then in the late 80s, in 88, they decided, well, let's have tie-ins to the bowl games. So it's, you know, conferences go to these specific games, and um, like the Rose Bowl. that the, All games will be like the Rose Bowl. And that's why we got so many rematch performances. You know, this year was different. But one thing that happened in those bowl tie-ins is they said, if you're in one of these five conferences, you get to go to the big paying bowl games. If you're not in one of these big five conferences, you get to go to the other games that don't pay as much. Welcome to the Potato Bowl. So what happened was, okay, there was a lawsuit. The small schools took the big schools to court and they said, you are discriminating against us. You So they made... they. Congress forced them to make a law where if you're ranked within the top 15 teams in the country, you get to play in one of the big ones. And here we have Cincinnati. Is this year's? That's why there's always only one. <laughs> this year's Cincinnati. It's never like Cincinnati, Hawaii, and Boise, right? It's never like that. It's always just one. And they are nowhere near those playoffs, right? I mean, nowhere near it. I mean, Ohio State was terrible this year, right? I mean, this was one of the worst Ohio State teams we saw. They only played like six games or something, right? And they barely won any of them. And here they are in the playoff, right? Notre Dame, waxed by Clemson. I mean, not even a game, right? I mean, not even a football game. And here they are in the playoff against Alabama, right? I mean, we saw the Kentucky-Alabama game. This is the same thing, right? It's a rematch of the Kentucky game. So, here's Cincinnati. These same people that have fought all season to exclude these guys from the top of the polls will now be calling this game. How fair do you think this one's going to be, Brian? Well, in three out of the four bowl games today, uh, the public is heavy on the over in three of the four, and this is one of them. I see Cincinnati and Georgia. Cincinnati's known for their defense. I think they can at least keep Georgia's offense a little bit in check here. Uh, so I'm looking at the under 51 and a half. I'm going to place a nice little wager on it. I, I just, I don't see it going over. This is one of those games to me that I see like Georgia up by 20 and they're still throwing the ticky tack flags, you know, like it's not enough of a blowout, you know, it's not enough that we've done, you know, we haven't done enough. It's like this. I'm not, I will, I'm not even watching this game. Chris. 
I'm, well, that that explanation, I may be on the wrong side of someone. I'm still sticking to my guns on Cincinnati and the points. I just thought they're a better team than a, than a touchdown plus a hook. And uh, I thought maybe they'd, they'd, you know, relish the chance to be in one of these bigger bowl games and show up and, and try to give Georgia a run. So I'll still stick with Cincinnati and the points. I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll die on the sword. But that's where my head's at. For me, uh, my eye has that uh, this Georgia rush defense uh, only only giving up uh, 2.3 yards a play all all season long. And what does Cincinnati love to do? Run the ball. Um, and they got no chance against uh, this Georgia run a front seven on D to uh, be able to run the ball like they want to. And that's just going to force Cincinnati into throwing the ball. And uh, that's not a pretty picture of Cincinnati trying to throw the ball. Um, give me Georgia. Lay the points. Rod, better, fairer game. Um, better, fairer game to have a Sun Belt officiating crew or an ACC officiating crew for this one. If, if, if you want a non-biased, then yeah, you should put uh, like a Sun Belt uh, crew in there or something. Yeah. Somebody like is it fair to have a Power Five? A Power Five that you know fought all season you know basically the power five did the voting of the things and it's like they put two lost teams ahead of cincinnati in the poll so Cincinnati has every kind of motivation to get there but um yeah the deck is but, stacked but if you use a sunbelt crew then you could say that they are biased the other way making calls for cincinnati to get uh lesser known teams into the bowl so the last, the you last, need a mix no the last time, the last time an undefeated Cincinnati team went to went to the major bowl was the was the representative. They got slaughtered by sixty five points against Florida in the Sugar, and there was some laundry early and often in that game. Tim Tebow's final game as a Florida Gator. Anyways, I just think you know this is one of those games. I'm not betting it. I'm not watching it. I don't care because I already know what's going to happen. It's, it's going to make me not want to watch college football anymore. Because I'm rooting for Cincinnati. Let's get that straight. Auburn against Northwestern. We got the old Big Ten versus uh, SEC matchup for New Year's Day bowl game. This is what bowl tie-ins does. Auburn, 6-4 and four on the season, playing on New Year's Day. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Would you rather see, uh, you know, Cincinnati against Northwestern or, uh, you know, who else was undefeated? Imagine if San Jose State, who was undefeated, was the representative for the, you know, in this. Or Ball State, chewed him up and spit him out. I don't know. <laughs> it's, you know, but this is what it is. This, this is what it is. You know, Brian Kelly, when he was coach of Cincinnati, he said, you know, before that game against Florida, and he did not coach in that game against Florida. Um, in that sugar, it was the year he took the Notre Dame job. Cincinnati ran the table. He got the Notre Dame job, and he did not coach in the Sugar Bowl. But what he said about that game, he said, they said, Do, does Cincinnati have a chance here? And he said, it's one game. We have a chance in one game. He said, if it's a season, no, absolutely zero chance. You know? And they had no chance in that game. They, they lost by 100 or something. We'll find out what the score is while we're talking about this next game. Northwestern and Auburn. Um, Auburn was so inconsistent this year. Their coach got fired. Um, 
who had the be- who has the best record of any coach in the history and in- all of coaches against Nick Saban, right? Their coach Gus Malzahn had the best had the most wins against Nick Saban over the last ten years. Gus Malzahn versus Nick Saban was four and six, which I know it's a losing record, but it's way better than everybody else has against Nick Saban. I mean, um, I mean. We know what Brian Kelly's record is against Nick Saban. It ain't pretty. It ain't going to get any better. Brian, what do you think of this one? Northwestern and Auburn. Northwestern, really smart team. Auburn, a really uh, sloppy team this year. Auburn certainly has the big guys. You know, they got SEC, NFL players. Yeah, for me, I'm going with... uh... Uh, a lean to the better athletes, and that's Auburn in this game, plus the points. I see Northwestern's offense against Ohio State. It's just pretty sad. I just, uh, I'm not in love with the game, but if I had to pick a side, it would be Auburn. I just think that they can keep it within a field goal here. Chris? Yeah, I'm, on, I'm on the other side. I'm on Northwestern. Auburn fired their coach, and you know now you want to give Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald a an extra a lot of time to prepare for this Auburn team. Uh, I think I think Northwestern steps it up here. I think they get the job done for the bowl game. So giving Northwestern only the points. Why was Gus Malzahn fired? Uh, I have no idea. I, I mean, I guess Auburn has expectations than you know a six and four team. That, right, but they, they, they lost that entire defensive line from the year before. Oh, no, that Derek Brown, yeah. you know, defensive line, and you know they had. They have beat they they beat Alabama last year, right? Yeah. So, it's, you're you're not going to beat Alabama every year. You're not going to beat them in Tuscaloosa. So it's like, but you he's, you know, Jim Harbaugh. They gave an extension in Michigan. He's never Jim beat Ohio Harbaugh State, and you know this guy beat Alabama a few times. You know, not just once. He beat him a few times. I mean, they knocked Alabama out of the playoff last year. You know, remember last year was the first year Alabama wasn't in the playoff. I don't know. I, I, there's got to be something more there. Maybe a little something. I was just wondering if you heard any oh, yeah. murmurs. But maybe oh, someone yeah. in our audience has heard it. Eight and five, nine and four. That was like, they were not bad, bad records by any means. And the teams were, were good. And, you know, even if you had to play the, the tougher teams in the SEC, still still came out on top in a lot of those games. So, yeah, I don't know. Rod? For, for me in this one here, uh, I'm, I'm going to take Auburn in the points. Um, both these offenses have, have struggled to put the ball in the end zone all year. Um, and it's always one of those uh, tight games with Northwestern. Um, so for me, yeah, you can now get, uh, I see four and a half everywhere. Give me... Uh, uh, Auburn plus the four and a half, and what I see is uh, a field goal game. I'm a little concerned about Auburn in this game, to be honest with you. I, 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 I was, mo- I think that that six and four was a little dressed up. You know, I watch a ridiculous amount of football, and it's like, I think that some of those Auburn wins, especially the Ole Miss game where they gave them the game, right? They gave it to them. Um, I don't know. It just didn't remind me of, like, the typical Auburn teams. The thing about Gus Malzahn offenses is if he has his quarterback, 
they win. Like, when you look at his two really great teams that he had, okay? So, he was the offensive coordinator um, when they won the national championship. So, he had Cam Newton was his guy. And then he had Nick Marshall. Those were his two ones where they beat Alabama at that other time, right, with Nick Marshall. They played in the championship game um, against uh, Florida State. Lost. Last second touchdown. Um, I don't know. I just think, like I said, I just think this was a sloppy um, Auburn Auburn team. They're just super sloppy. It's like they just didn't even look competitive against in, in games that normally, you know, you would consider them to be uh, – you know, an easy win for them, like Texas A&M and stuff like that. Anyways, we go to college football playoff game number one. Alabama versus Notre Dame. Okay, this is a rematch of the championship game several years ago with Eddie Lacy ran for about 700 yards. Um, I remember Brian Kelly, the halftime interview, as he was going into the tunnel, he was shaking like a leaf, and what he said is, it's all Bama out there. Now, Lou Holtz was the coach of Notre Dame the last time they won the national championship. He left Notre Dame, and he was, very, he was very, very clear as to why he was leaving. He wasn't like, I'm retiring, because he went on to coach at South Carolina, right? He went on to, he went on to coach at South Carolina. This was, that was the last of the great Notre Dame teams, right? They beat Miami. It was a controversial game, but they beat Miami. They won the national championship. They would not rematch Miami in the orange. They would only play if West Virginia was playing, right? They, they would not rematch them. So, but we have, you know, a Notre Dame, third crack at it under Brian Kelly, okay? The last two have not been pretty. I mean, they have been epic one-sided beatdowns, right? Clemson just slaughtered them the last time they made it to the playoff. I mean, it was a crime. What, what was the score of that one, Chris? I know it was one of those like 23-3, to three, but it, was, it looked a lot worse. It was like, it was 23-3, to three, but it was a no-doubter, right? It was something like that. Which one, which one was that last year's game? No, it was, it was Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, I believe it was two years ago, maybe, or three years ago in the playoff. Notre Dame was favored in that game. It was a joke. The Cotton Bowl? No, they played. They played in in the in it was it was it in the Cotton Bowl the playoff. Twenty three to three or something. Thirty to three. Thirty to three. So they they threw in another touchdown. Thirty to three. I knew it was something in that range. It was not even close. We've seen Notre Dame teams get lit up on a regular basis in these big games. We just saw them get lit up last week, right, against Clemson. So what Lou Holtz said, and this is why I bring this up and why it's relevant, okay, why it's relevant to today's game is Lou Holtz said, I have to leave because I cannot compete with what you are giving me to work with. I can recruit plenty of good athletes here, but I can't recruit the type of players it's going to that it takes to win a national championship because the academics here, they will not give me any leeway whatsoever. I cannot win with what you're giving me to work with. And since he has left, we have seen that play out time and time and time again. And hats off to Brian Kelly for his season that he had and for beating Clemson without 
without, of course, the number one overall NFL draft choice. Um, asterisk, right? I mean, it, 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 they beat them, right? They beat Clemson. They did. They were missing, you know, just one of their guys, right? They're missing one player. It just happens that he's going to be the number one overall draft choice in the NFL. Um, and he would have been last year if he would have come out. No, the backup was the Swiss cheese. I mean, he was a top, top level guy. I mean, and he is, still had the is, is he, is he, is, well, we saw the difference, right? When Trevor Lawrence played and when he didn't play, was there a marked difference between those two teams and those two offenses? I mean, yeah, but I also think there was a motivational factor to get that win back that they lost. Uh, Davos winning teams, teams, Davos winning teams always have motivation. Davos Winnie's run the regular season uh, table way more times than Nick Saban, and he's had less cracks at it. This is only Nick Saban's second time running the table at Alabama in the regular season. The last time they ran the table, the team that beat Notre Dame by 100, you know, with Eddie Lacy. I just don't see, I can't get there, and I could see the public, you know, who loves Notre Dame, right? They freaking love Notre Dame. And there's always going to be Notre Dame. No, there's always going to be Notre Dame money out there. Notre Dame, Notre Dame is the only school in all of college football that this is how big of a public team Notre Dame is. They have their own TV deal. They have their own TV network. Who else's games are on NBC? Only Notre Dame. They have their own TV deal. All the other teams, even Alabama, they have to split that money with their entire conference. Notre Dame is such a public team. They have their own. They, have, they get like, there's, oh, the SEC signed a $400 million TV deal. They have to divide that among 12 teams. Notre Dame gets the $400 million TV deal. They got to keep the whole thing. They're the most public team of all public teams. They're as public of a team as the New York Yankees. I think their TV deal might even be bigger. It might even be bigger than the Yankees. They're going to get housed. They're going to get beat by 100 points. I do not see how this team even deserves to be in this game after what we saw against Clemson. The only reason they're there is because there was nobody else. If USC won that game against Oregon, more than likely it would have been them. Talk me off of it. I, I, I just, I do not see it. X's and O's. You can talk money all you want and line movements and all those other things. I don't care. It has nothing to do with this one. This one's going to be beat down. It hurts my heart. To... Anyway, in this one, uh, again, the public heavy on the, the smaller guys loving the over here and I just think Alabama's defense, Notre Dame's defense, they're going to come in and play a tough game. For my money, I would never stick it on the over, stick it on the under. They're much better, much better bet. So Alabama has two Heisman finalists, um, the quarterback and the receiver, Devonta Smith and um, Mac Jones. And, uh, you know, the, the running back on Alabama, Nigel Harris, would have been a Heisman candidate, you know, had he played for any other team. Uh I don't know. Notre Dame gave up 34 last time against Clemson. We're able to muster 10 points against them. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I can't get there. You can give me 20. You can give me 25 points. I can't. I can't get there. Can't get there. I could. I. I, This is not the best Alabama defense they've ever had. Certainly not. 
But um, Nick Saban didn't make the playoffs last year. <laughs> I don't see him taking his foot off the gas here, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know that all offseason, that's all they talked about. We didn't make the playoffs. Alabama, this is what the players are going to say after the championship game, win or lose. This is what the guys are going to say. Tomorrow we start practicing for next year. We'll celebrate tonight, and tomorrow we start playing for next year. Because we heard it. The year that A.J. McCarron slaughtered Notre Dame in the championship. That's what he said at the interview. We're going to enjoy this tonight, and tomorrow we start preparing to do it again next year. Mari Cooper. He said the same thing, but he was gone, right? He went to the NFL draft. He said, he's like, I don't know, man. It's, uh, these playoff games are rarely, I mean, has the, the only good playoff game that there's ever been, I believe, in these playoff games, the only one, there's been two, I believe, that are, have been close. There was a Georgia Oklahoma that went overtime in this round of games. There was a Georgia Oklahoma that went overtime. I believe it was Oklahoma, Georgia. And no, that, Ohio State knocked somebody off, didn't they? Alabama, Georgia was overtime. I think that was the Jerry Judy touchdown. That was well. That was the championship game. Oh, I'm talking, oh, about, talking about this about round. This oh, round oh, is this round. this round is known for the beatdowns of beatdowns, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. the Big Ten went through. Um, didn't the Big Ten go four years without scoring a point in one of these games? In, in this, like yeah, something <laughs> like that, right? It's like because they don't stack up against the other conferences. It was like when they, it was like with Dab. So, you know, because we'll get to that in the next one. What Dabo said before the season when Ohio State said we're not playing. And he said, it doesn't, they don't matter anyway. They never win anything. Um, you know, and that, and, and, and did you hear what he said last night about this game? He was like, you know, and they, he's like, and, you know, and you guys beat them last year. He's like, yeah, we're going to. It's, he goes. He goes. Look. Look for a lot more of the same, but a, but a lot more. Uh, uh, you know. Basically, we're gonna this time. They, we beat them by that this much last time. We're gonna beat them by eight times as much this time. It's just that's like, smart for a coach to say. I it's mean, what he says all the time. He always says it. He said it before the season. You know. He said it before the season when Ohio State said when when the Big Ten said we're sitting out the season. He said it doesn't. He, they said. If you win the national championship, will be an asterisk or tainted? Absolutely not. They never win anything anyway. So okay. So of the twelve semifinal games up to this point, only three have been decided by one score. Yeah, they're always beatdowns. The odds of two close games here are very slim. It is. It is. You know, we're out of twenty twenty, so we don't even have that anymore. Chris, what are you looking at in this one? Yeah, I, 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 I put this one in as my preview. I'm, I'm kicking myself that I didn't, but I should have taken Alabama. This is, I see this one as a, like a 45 to 10 kind of game where this is just where Alabama just puts the boots to, puts the boots to him. Uh, I think, uh, you know, we saw Ian Book in his last appearance in the playoffs against this, Al- this uh, kind of caliber team. It was that Clemson game we were just talking about. That drilled. Got drilled. Yeah. He's got two more years of experience now. I mean, we'll give he him does. that. He has two more but, years under his belt, um, you know, or three, right? Two or three more years under his belt. He certainly is a better player. And I think, you know, Notre Dame has those big receivers. They're going to try and go over the top. It's If you don't think Nick Saban is preparing for that, though, I mean, you're talking about the greatest, you know, as, as dominant as Bill Belichick has been in, in the NFL. I mean, look at Nick Saban's record at Alabama. 
he he wins in 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 the grand scheme of things, you know, in in the grand in the grand scheme of his coaching career, the guy wins the championship every other year. I mean, like him, hate him, you know, whatever. Satan, you know, they call him. But it's uh, the guy wins the championship every other year, and this is another year because they didn't win it last year. Yeah, I just I, I, I'm waiting points. I'm waiting points all day with Alabama. Rod, got Notre Dame here. Someone, someone talk me off this thing because I'm, I'm ready to go all in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> for me, for me in this one here, I'm looking at uh, Notre Dame team total under twenty-two and a half. Um. I just don't see. I think Auburn or uh, Alabama's defense comes here to uh, to play, and, uh, and I think they hold them down. On uh, I, I like the under idea. I think this is going to be not as much as a high scoring shootout as people think. Um, so I like I like Alabama team total under twenty two and a half. Twenty and a half is now coming in on this one on Alabama. Um, this line is going up. Either people are watching the show or they actually, you know, took a look at the game. <laughs> it's like... 18 and a half on FanDuel currently. Yeah, they're, so. they're probably closed because all these other ones are 20 and a half. DraftKings, <laughs> 20 and a half. And that's minus 112. Um, Sugar House, 20 and a half. 888, 20 and a half. Uh, MGM, 20. Yeah. This, this is going to be ugly. All those 19 and a halves are big juice. That are left out there. So even the line movement is saying Alabama. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe I've been wrong before. That's for sure. I've made bolder statements and have been wronger before. Yeah, I took Georgia in the second half against Alabama this year. That was one of them. <laughs> That was a that was a smart move. I just think that when Nick Saban missed the national championship or missed the playoffs altogether last year, I just don't think that sat well in the offseason. I just don't. And I just think that the Devonta Smith is really one of the best college and I mean, I've seen some great college wide receivers in my lifetime. I'm old, you know, I'm old and crappy and everyone knows that, but it's like I've seen some great college wide receivers in my day. You know, and I thought when I saw when I saw Calvin Johnson, that he was probably the, one of the best college wide receivers I ever saw. And, you know, and he played in an offense that didn't really lend itself to that. But this guy reminds me a lot of, I don't even know who he reminds him because he's like, it's just ridiculous. Because the quarterback, because Mac Jones just throws with such pinpoint accuracy, right? So it's like, it's just hard to, um, he's, I would say of all the quarterbacks in college football, Mac Jones is definitely the most accurate, right? I mean, he is just pinpoint accuracy. He's got those receipts in the running game. Man, you're really in a love fest here for Alabama. Well, it's, 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 as a college football fan, like him, hate him, anything like that, you have to appreciate it when the team had a mission coming into the season because they were embarrassed that they didn't make the playoff last year. And they came, and they came into the season... And they took care of business all season long. Look at the scores of their games. I mean, it's not like anyone came, came close to them. That f- the 52-46 against Florida, 
you know, last time out was as close as anyone ever got. And it wasn't like Florida had a chance to win that game. You know, they were never in it. There were a couple, like, late window dressers. 52 to 3, 55-17, 42-13, 63-3, 41-0, 48-17, 41-24 against Georgia. 63 against Texas A&M. Who had one loss all season. I don't know. Call me crazy. It's, you know, and, and also, you know, you want to talk about how, how much of a public team they were? 10-2 against the number. Or 8-2 against the number. Yeah. Right? So, laying 21 and a half, 31 and a half, 25 and a half, 29, 28. Covering those big numbers. Playing a lot seven tougher than they face seven here. 7-0. <laughs> Seven and zero off an ATS loss too. Rod, what do you think Notre Dame's record would have been in the SEC this year? They played in the ACC, so they didn't have the the cakewalk of cakewalks. But well, we know yeah. what Notre Dame would have done to the uh, Miami this year if they would have got a hold of them. They didn't play; they would have lost. I, well, I don't know. Now I saw that Miami offense. Yeah. How many times has Notre Dame won in Miami? Even the great Arab Parsegian teams. How many times is no, that, would, that would be tough? How many how many Notre Dame teams have ever? How many games has Notre Dame won in Miami, ever? I'm not a Notre Dame fan. I just I see what they have this on the many. field. Uh, just many. look at Notre Dame's strength. How many schedule. how many games it's has Miami not, won? How many games has how, how, yeah? They played nobody. How does Miami? How many <laughs> games has Miami won at Notre Dame? This many. It's I mean there's not really a lot to this. You go to the next game, Clemson against Ohio State. A lot more interesting matchup. It's a rematch of last year's team. And, of course, both quarterbacks return. Who's not, unfortunately, not both running backs return. But one of them does, who's, you know, one of the top running backs in the nation, Etienne. Of course, Dobbins was a huge part of that Ohio State team and a huge part of that game for the Buckeyes. We saw Sermon last week, but he has not been like that all season. But it was like that last week. And this Clemson defense, it's, it's been vulnerable at times. Certainly not like the past. But what's, what we've seen in these Clemson games is what we've seen from Dabo Swinney is that his offense just doesn't miss. He puts the other team in a hole. You know they're going to pass. And then it gets ugly. Right? This is basically the strategy here. Justin Fields, not a good passer. Right? Not, not at all. Um, they rate him as an NFL QB, but it's going to be Haskins all over again, right? Or worse. Um, I don't know. I, I, this is this is that definitely the better of the two games. That's why they put it in the primetime slot. The other game, this they put Alabama in the same time slot as the Washington when they played Washington. Remember they played Washington in the playoff. Washington came out, scored the first touchdown on them. That was a mistake. What was the score of that one? I remember Washington scored the first touchdown. I was like, oh, man, they're actually going to have a game here. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. No game. Uh, against Alabama? Yeah. 24-7. Really? It was that close? Washington, 24-7? Wow. Uh, yeah, they went up 7 nothing, and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, then they scored twenty four unanswered. But still, that would that would be a cover in this one. But it wasn't a cover that day. It was Washington was getting a lot less than that. Yeah, Alabama was fourteen point favorite tonight. Right. Fourteen. 
Wow. What year was that? Did they win the championship, Bama? 2016. So they lost to Clemson that year? Deshaun Watson? I think so. Uh, yeah. The year Deshaun Watson dragged him up and down the field for four quarters. 35-31. That was an awesome game. Remember that? Hunter Renfro caught the game winner. That was freaking unbelievable. Time coming off. That was a rematch game. Alabama had beat them the year before with the onside kick. Saban had to Saban like he's like we can't stop these guys. We'll just onside kick it. Dabo never saw it coming. Oh man, classic, classic stuff. Anyways, Brian, what do you think of this one? This one's definitely the better of the two games. I could see this one going under. That total's like so high, right? It's like last year was twenty nine, twenty three. Um, I see under. Me and you are like diametric. I have the over in this one. It's the, my square patty play of the day. I think you're going to see tons of scoring both sides up and down the field. So I'm going to take that over 68. I just so, think it's that high for a reason. All right. Well, here's the question then that I have for you on this, right? It's an honest question. It's not like picking on Brian or anything like this. Okay. They scored. What, how many points did they score against Northwestern? Not many. How are they going to score on this on Clemson? No, uh, I'm going by the number. <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's an honest there. question, right? I mean, this is an yeah. honest question, right? I mean, I think they went into that Northwestern game and just took them as an afterthought and really weren't motivated. This is yeah, the championship game with a shot at the playoffs. It's an situation. afterthought. It's just an afterthought. I know Alave did not play in that game. Alave did not play in that game. He is their best receiver. He did not I play in North, that game. We, we he is playing Northwestern today. against Ohio State, but. This is a different game. I see a lot of scoring going on. I mean, the number's going up about four points. Lots of money on the over, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match it. I'm going to go with the over here. Clemson, 34-10, 45-10, 52-17. They allowed 47 in that Notre Dame game. 28 against Boston College. 21 against Syracuse. 7 against Georgia Tech. Um, 17 against Miami. Zero against Citadel, 23 against Virginia early. So in their last three games, they've allowed a total of 37 points. One of those was, was Notre Dame. I don't know. Um, Northwestern, 22 to 10. Michigan State, 52 to 12. And then all these other very close games, right, against lesser teams. Rutgers scored 27 on them. Penn State, 25 on them. The opener was against Nebraska. I thought Nebraska played that one. For a, t- for a 52-17 game, there was a lot of laundry in that one. That went to Ohio State's favor. I thought the Huskers played pretty well. In that one. But an undefeated season nonetheless, even if you played six games. Because Michigan canceled, it would have been seven. <laughs> would have been seven. I don't know. I don't, see where the, I don't see where the points are coming from here, especially last year. I thought the Ohio State offense was better than it was this year. Um, the numbers certainly say it was. The Dobbins. I mean, Sermon, Sir, we saw it against Northwestern. If he gets the blocking, Sermon could certainly carry the ball, right? I mean, if he gets the yeah. blocking, he can certainly do it. But we didn't see it all season from him. We only saw it in one game. 
I don't think Ohio State's going to have that huge size advantage in this game um, that we saw in the uh, in the Northwestern game. This is definitely the more interesting of the game. I could I could get there. I could get there with Ohio State in this one, and I I could probably get to the over. You know, uh, but I'm going to say under for me. I'm not. I don't love it. To me, you know, I can I can see it. I I can see at least a path there, because they played closer than that last year. It was closer than the spread last year, but the but the game was way under this number. It was two full two touchdowns under this number. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm gonna lay the points with Clemson here. I just think this is a, a ten point game at the very least. I think. Uh, Clemson's defense shows up to play, wants to set up a rematch with either Alabama in the in the uh, the final or the rubber match against Notre Dame. But I think uh, Clemson's the play here, so I'll lay the points with Clemson. Ohio State was up 16-0 in that game last year against Clemson. Um, then they decided to get <laughs> they changed the game plan. And uh, Etienne, eight-yard touchdown run. Etienne, 53-yard pass. Etienne, 34-yard pass. Oh, man. And you look at the other side. Olave had the uh, had the touchdown, and he's playing today. But, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, 68-yard touchdown run. J.K. had a big day. It's J.K. all day, right? That's what they used to say. J.K. all day. 18 carries, 174 yards you got to replace in this one. That is a lot of, lot, lot of, lot of something. <laughs> a whole lot. Olave, three receptions, 50 yards. Dobbins, another six receptions for 47 yards. So that would be 251 yards of offense. No, it's okay, 200, no, it's 231. Two, two, 231, 241? I don't know, something like that. It's a lot. So for me, uh, I'm definitely not eating no filet of fish patty. I know over in this game. Uh, I love the under. Um, the Buckeyes, last four bowl games, under. Uh, last four neutral site games, under. The Buckeyes, last six bowl games as an underdog, under. Uh, Clemson, the last five semifinal, under. Um, give me the under. Uh, I don't see any way that this game is going to go over. You know, last year was a six-point game, and Justin Fields had 340 yards passing, but he was the GOAT. You know, he was the loser. We, he wore the, the reason why Not they, like the greatest of all time, like the loser, of, you know, in that game. The two interceptions, you know, because Olave had... Field stump. Field Olave, stump had th- Olave had three catches and one tackle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Fields has a thumb injury. That's why they only scored 24 points last year. Um, he threw some wounded-looking ducks. Who is he throwing to? I don't know. Um, I love the under in this one. Give me the under. Trevor Lawrence, 18-33, 259 yards, 16 carries for 107 yards, and a touchdown, including that 50-plus yarder that he had in that game. Etienne also back for this one. Only 10 carries for 36 yards and a touchdown, but three receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. My guess is they're going to probably spend a little extra attention on Etienne 
And uh, they're going to say, we're going to make somebody else beat us because they had no answers for him last year in the passing game. In the running game, they held him in check. But as, as a receiver, they had no answers whatsoever. Three receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. That was the difference. I'm going to go with the under still. Anyways, we don't have a ton of time left, so we're going to go to the NBA. I'm excited. I'll be live at halftime of both games. The drive through will be early today. So we'll just group a few together. Charlotte, Memphis, Detroit, Boston, Dallas, Miami. Anything there for you, Brian? Yeah, I'm liking the Dallas Mavericks at home. It doesn't seem like too big of a line. Uh, Mavericks uh, have been a Jekyll and Hyde team this year, but I like this light number at home. Brian's heads, I'm tails today, man. Jimmy Butler's back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaning towards uh, Charlotte laying the points home against, against Memphis. I know it's baked into the line, but I think that the John Morant injury to Memphis is going to really hamper this team. And uh, I like the direction Charlotte's headed in. So give me Charlotte. And I like Miami as well with, with Jimmy Butler back in the lineup. Yeah, I, I, in this spot, I like the Heat and the Celtics. Give me the Heat. Jimmy Butler back. I think that uh, gives the Heat huge motivation there to uh, beat up on the Mavericks. And this Piston team. Yeah. Awful. Give me, give me the Celtics here. Notre Dame, twenty-two million in TV revenue last year, this season. They had to split um, some of that NBC money with ACC teams because they were playing the ACC this year. I like the Heat against the Mavericks. Got Brooklyn against Atlanta, uh, Bucks against the Bulls, Minnesota, Washington. That's an odd looking line. And the Spurs, Lakers. Brian Lakers. Yeah, for me, I'm going to give out the Spurs Lakers. It's a premium play. I'm going to do it on the drive through today. Uh, but as far as that other grouping, I, I'm going to take the Nets. I'm going to take the Brooklyn Nets today and lay the points. So I think this is another one of those games like we saw with the Timberwolves where uh, the better team at home covered. So I'm going to take the Nets. Yeah, I'm on the Nets as well. And, and I also like the Spurs in this slot. I just think. Uh... I think the Spurs got a little bit of revenge here for the for the game from their last game, and uh, I think uh, Brooklyn's just a better team over Atlanta. So give me Brooklyn and give me uh, the Spurs. Mic's off. Can't hear you. Sorry, for me, for me in this spot, uh, the Nets, the Nets can be on, are on my shit list. 
Um, they, they, until they get their act together, uh, I'll take the Hawks here. The Hawks have come in and done nothing but uh, great things to start the season. And why wouldn't they keep this close again? Um, so give me the Hawks plus the points. So the ace. What? No, go ahead. And I also like that line definitely looks weird. So I'm going to take the Wizards. I think the Wizards finally get their first win here over over the Timberwolves. Give me the Wizards. The line's flopping back and forth. So the ACC gets 155 million a year in TV rights, but that's for football and basketball. Okay, so Notre Dame gets a piece of that for basketball anyway. But Notre Dame itself gets $15 million just for football from NBC. There's, I don't know how many members are in the ACC, but I know it's more than 10 um, because that would put it at um, 15.5 per team if there was 10 in the ACC, but I think it's closer to 20. And that's for football and basketball. Notre Dame gets $15 million just for football. That's how public of a team they are. They get three times as much as everybody else. Because everyone wants to watch Notre Dame on TV. Everybody. That doesn't have anything to do with the betting that's going on in today's game, though. Yeah, you're right. People that watch Notre Dame football don't bet. Anyways, um, got uh, Notre Dame always, always heavily bet. Man. Always heavy, heavy, heavy action. In most weeks, but not against Alabama. Um, I don't know. World needs squares too. I like the I like the Bulls against the Bucks. I know it's crazy, but I haven't seen the Bucks blowing teams out. And the Bulls have been competitive, you know, in, even in their losses. Three and two against the number. I like the Nets against the Hawks. I like the Spurs. Against the Lakers. I took them the other night. Going back on them. Suns against the Nuggets. We've got the Jazz against the Clippers. And Portland against Golden State. Any of these? Jazz hurt me the other night, but I'm going to give them another chance. Getting points at home against the Clippers. Uh, it's not a game I love, but... I'm going to give it a $55 bet there. Just keep me interested. Yeah, I'm going to lean towards... Uh, I'm going to lean towards the Jazz as well. At home. So you can keep this one within the number, if not win it outright. So I'll take uh, Utah in the points. That's my lone play for this time slot. For me, I, I like uh, give me Denver, give me Denver over the Suns here in this spot. Uh, Suns on a back-to-back. Denver sitting there waiting. Um, I think they get the win over the Suns. It's going to be a good game. And give me the Clippers. Uh, I'll take the Clippers. Lay the big points. I'll leave a square patty on that one. Until uh, the Jazz actually show me something, they haven't looked good at all. So uh, they're looking like they've got bubble hangover. So uh, give me the Clippers here. I like Portland against Golden State. Golden State's lousy. I don't care about the line movement and all that other stuff. It hasn't mattered in the NBA so far this season. I don't think it matters here. 
Portland's a way better team. We got a playoff team against a team that with the worst record in the NBA last year. Keep it simple. Go to uh, college hoops. Lousy schedule today, but hey, maybe there's something in there for everyone. Got St. Peter's versus Kinesius. Lipscomb versus Liberty. Niagara Marist. UTSA versus Rice. Wisconsin Green Bay, Youngstown. Charlotte against Western Kentucky. Any of those? Mm. No, like Chris did the other day, I'm going to have to take a pass in this early slide. I just don't see anything that really tempts my, tantalizes my taste buds here. Not the pass. There's the pass. I don't blame <laughs> you. Chris? Uh, well, one I really like here is I like the under 124.5 between Niagara and Maris. The two teams that just do not score the ball really with any confidence. So give me the, uh, the under in that game that, where I think the first to 60 wins. Right. Uh, I, and I actually I like Maris in that in that contest uh, in the first to sixty wins. I think yeah, definitely low scoring. So team's going to struggle to put the ball in the hoop. Um, but I think Maris gets the win at the end. So give me Maris. And I like Rice. Give me Rice over a UTSA. Uh, I think that's a close game too. So give me uh, Rice plus a two and a half for that one. These games, I would say, um, I would say Youngstown State minus a seven and a half, just a pure play against uh, Green Bay. No. Got Arkansas Little Rock against Texas Arlington, Fairfield and Ryder. This is the type of schedule it is today. Tomorrow, much better. Georgia Southern against South Alabama. Troy against App State. Georgia State against Coastal. Robert Morris against Milwaukee. Kennesaw State against Jacksonville. Northern Kentucky against Purdue Fort Wayne. Yeah, these are some gems. Oakland against <laughs> Wright State. <laughs> Iwapui against Cleveland State. Akron against Kent. FIU Old Dominion. Bellarmine against Transylvania. Long Beach State, Cal State, Bakersfield. Lafayette. Texas State, Monroe against Arkansas State, La Tech Marshall, USM versus UTEP, and Cal Santa Barbara versus Cal State Fullerton. It's the rest of the card. (laughs) I mean, not a lot of meat on the bone here. This might be the biggest, worst card I've seen. Oh yeah! Oh, it's it's there's there's this is (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Those games you mentioned, I'm gonna give a shot, a small one to Robert Morris. I like them laying the points against Milwaukee. I just think uh, Robert Morris can win this game by ten, so I'm gonna take a crack at it. But really, it's a really thin card. What do you think about the card, Brian? I don't like it. Chris, (laughs) tell us how tell us how you really feel. Chris, any any meat on the bone here? Well, if you, you know, there's meat on the bone. I'm gonna find it. Uh, I like uh, I like South Alabama and the points against Georgia Southern. I think they keep that a two point game. Um, and I like FIU 
Yeah, the three point against Old Dominion. I think FIU is going to just run and gun past Old Dominion. So those are my two for this time slot. FIU, high powered offense. Would you change their name to Old and Crappy Dominion? Stop. <laughs> they are the monarchs. <laughs> Apologies to all the Old Dominion fans out there. Here we go. Just a solid comment here. Worst prediction. Must be me. I'm sure. Rod? Waiting for you. I know. I'm trying to... Yep. Doing halftime. I I like one in in this one. Give me me Texas State... Um, Plus the, plus the points there with uh, Lafayette. I think they got a chance to uh, upset them up there. There was some controversial calls in that Ohio State-Clemson game, calls that could have gone either way. That's for sure. There wasn't there a big fumble or non-fumble or something like that. It was like a big play, and it could have gone either way. And it, totally, it definitely went Clemson's way. I, I just remember that. I don't remember the exact play, but I remember there was a big play that could have gone either way. It could have been a penalty. It could have been a penalty. That was either a call or a non-call. It was something like that. It was a it was it was a blatant one, and it was definitely they wanted Clemson in the championship against LSU. Play call. <laughs> That's it was exactly what happened. It was good because we were on the right side of it last year. All right, Chris, you got a birdcage for us? Oh, I didn't give my pick. I like um, I don't like anything here really, but uh, I'll go with Akron <laughs> against uh, Kent State. Why not? Um, and Law Tech against Marshall. All right, let's go with uh, FIU, uh, Clemson, and Alabama. All right. Rod? For me, I'm going to go uh, give me Maris. Uh, Clemson under. And Georgia. Georgia, Clemson under, and Marist. Those three. Yep, I'm doing the halftime. They're doing the drive through at a special time. So I can do the half times. Three o'clock Eastern. Three o'clock Eastern for the drive through. Brian, any parlay here? You like this college basketball schedule a lot, I see. Um, I'm going to go Irish under Ohio State over and uh, Auburn plus points the anti-Mitch parlay it's the straight Mitch fade parlay I like it (laughs) you made a lot of new fans on YouTube (laughs) he loses 90% of the games that guy I just fade everything (laughs) <laughs> I told you to fade him. <laughs> Thank me later. I almost hit that money line parlay yesterday on that college football. So close. They got that damn touchdown at the end, West Virginia. Oh. Well, I was hoping Army would have hit that field goal, sent it to overtime, and then I would have got the touchdown cover, maybe. I was dreaming, but that's what I wanted. I, I don't know. I thought Army deserved to win that game. 
we saw West Virginia do exactly what we knew that they were going to make the mistakes and Army was going to, you know, they got the fumble inside the 10-yard line, turned it into a touchdown. It was like, it was like clockwork. And then it was a hell, it was, it was a hell of a drive to get that last touchdown. And also the two-point conversion play on the, on the touchdown before, just a gem. That was just, you don't see a better two-point conversion than that. You know, I mean, that guy was wide open. Wide open. It was like, you can't get any more open. Than that. I like the Spurs, the Miami Heat, and the... I like the Spurs, the Heat, and the Clippers. Spurs, Heat, Clippers. Birdcage. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Chris will be on for the drive-thru. I might do a computer pick show. If there's enough. Yeah, there's probably going to be enough there. I'll do a computer pick show, and, of course, I'll be on for halftime. Oh, wait a minute. The computer pick show will come. We'll figure it out. I'll be on for halftime of uh, Alabama against, um, who are they playing? Against Notre Dame and uh, Clemson against um, those other guys. I'll I'll see you guys then. Have a great day. Enjoy your Enjoy your New Year's Day. Everyone has a New Year's Day tradition. And uh, so enjoy it. And uh, I will see you guys at halftime. Of course, we're going to try and act more professional tomorrow.